welcome to the Dr. Nikki Star Show, a podcast to support you in your spiritual awakening and personal development. As a spiritual teacher, healer, and intuitive coach, my intention is to empower you to live your ultimate potential and your ultimate life. As a former medical doctor and mystic, my role is to bridge the gap between science and spirituality to support you in understanding more of your multidimensional aspects. I share on a diverse range of topics and it's all to support your greatest becoming. My mission is to continue reaching millions of people for the healing and awakening of humankind for the creation of the new earth. Thank you for being here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Nikki Star Show. We are now in season three, which I have dedicated all to love and relationships. And today we are going to be diving more into Eros, which is romantic relationship, and specifically what makes up the foundation of romantic relationship and how to keep that romance alive because so much is dependent on energy. And today we're going to talk about the dance between the masculine and the feminine energy. And it is such a delight. It's one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's really like a science. And when we become really self-aware of how we're being in partnership, whether we're dating or we're in relationship, even long-term relationship, how we are embodying in every moment, in every moment, meaning how we are being in our body, will decide how someone else meets us, how our partner meets us, because we are social mammals. So we all feed off of each other in the sense that we are responding to each other, whether we like it or not. And most of the time, it's not a response, it's a reaction. So it's less conscious. And the intention here is to get really conscious in our relationships and become really self-aware as to how we are showing up with the intention for juicy divine union. And we will have an episode on divine union and what that means. But right now I want to talk about the masculine and feminine dynamics in relationships. So whether you are in a heterosexual relationship or a homosexual relationship, masculine and feminine energies come together and are attracted to each other. So there is one person who embodies more masculine and the other person who embodies more feminine. And these two people come together and an attraction is formed. Now I want to state a disclaimer. I have observed that when a person is operating more androgynous, meaning balanced in masculine and feminine energy, they tend to attract someone who is also more androgynous. And the more feminine or masculine a person is embodying, the more masculine, the more of the opposite they attract. So for example, if someone was very masculine, they are going to attract an even more feminine partner. And if someone was even more feminine, they'll attract an even more masculine partner. So you can think of it as like this pendulum. So like the first, like here's masculine, here's feminine. If you're watching the video version of this, I have my hands like 
masculine to the left, feminine to the right. And the almost like as you go in towards the center, like that's will you you will be attracted to that on the pole. If you made like a rainbow, like that's who you would be attracted to. So the further out on the pole you are, the more of the opposite side you are attracted to. And the closer to the center you are, which we could say is androgynous, meaning embodying masculine and feminine equally, the more you're attracted to another like, like that, like you. And the reason for this is because it's like magnets. It's like a science. And here's the explanation of it. So if you are two feminine beings, you will show up like being in friendship, like two best friends. Like you'll want to eat ice cream together, maybe even cuddle, watch movies, you'll laugh together. This is like a beautiful friendship. If you're both masculine, this is like two bosses, two bulls meeting. And generally the masculine is in that alpha role, which is there's usually only one alpha. So you will be battling for the role of alpha, battling for who's the boss, who's wearing the pants in the relationship, right? So when you are not exactly the same, not both embodying these two polarities, this is where the attraction happens. Now, what happens is we are all living a human experience where you have work, you have your romance time, you have time for yourself. And when we are in our work, our purpose, our mission, outside of romantic relationship, usually we are operating in a masculine way. Now that's changing because of feminine led business, which is what I'm a mentor of and what I really believe in. And in feminine-led business, we're not doing the hustle like the traditional. When we think of entrepreneurs and we think of business, we think of hustling, we think of working a lot of hours, doing a lot, making it happen. That's a very masculine kind of way to operate. Whereas when you're, and I'll talk about the nuances between masculine and feminine, but when you're operating in feminine-led business, you operate more from intuition, magnetism, um, more of a receiving energy. You're doing things in a, in a really a different way. Of course, you still have to take action. Like you'll still post if you have an online business, you'll still do your marketing, but it's done instead of like scheduling everything out and making sure you might say, okay, we're going to post every day, but you're operating more from where the energy is the most potent and not necessarily like, okay, I have to post at 7 p.m because the latter is more of the masculine energy, like more of that rigidity and that structure, which is still helpful and important, but there's more of a flexibility and a flow when you're doing things in a feminine energy. So before I go any further, let's just define masculine and feminine for a moment. So feminine energy is characterized by, a certain, by certain kinds of traits. It is, so and we can even do, I'll do masculine and feminine at the same time. And then fem, and then masculine energy is also characterized by a certain kind of trait and characteristic. So if we were talking about logic and intuition, logic is masculine, intuition is feminine. 
if we were talking about doing and being, being is feminine, masculine is doing. If we were talking about um, structure, structure is masculine, whereas flowing is feminine. So less about making sure things are done in a certain way and by a certain time, less of the scheduling and more about reading the energy and knowing when is the most potent time. Less about time, more about energy. So feminine is more energy, masculine is more time. And even how, who's like the boss, for example, the masculine would be the leader and the feminine would surrender to the leadership of the masculine. Trust is more of a feminine trait. Surrender, receptivity, feminine traits. Whereas penetration is more masculine. And we can just see that from even if we look at the genital structures, right? And within each of us, we have both masculine and feminine. And when we are operating as individuals, each one of us has a different percentage of masculine and feminine. If you are a feminine being in a female body, for you to feel most nourished is for you to operate most in your femininity. And when you operate too much in your masculinity, what happens is you get burnt out because it's a different set of hormones when you are operating in that masculine structure of doing, doing, being super busy, like relaxation is more of a feminine trait. And there is a lot of pressure in society up until now that being busy is like rewarded and being really efficient is rewarded and getting things done and how many things off the checklist you can do is really rewarded in society. So a lot of women started to go into their masculine energy, even in the way they do business, because generally it has been historically the case that men were entrepreneurs and men were business owners and the way to do business was that masculine way. So a lot of women even put on suits like pantsuits and went out into the work field and did it the masculine way. And now we're coming into the age of the feminine awakening. And with the feminine awakening, we're seeing such a beautiful shift of so many female entrepreneurs doing business the feminine led way. And that's a lot of what I shifted into, you know, I was in the ultimate masculine workforce world by being a medical doctor. It's like worked so many hours. You really did things by the book. The logical way was not about your intuition. It was like, these are the symptoms. This is the diagnosis. Whereas my intuition is really strong. And that was part of why I couldn't stay in Western medicine anymore because I could see that some of the treatments were not going to cure. They were just creating a dependency that continued on and on. Whereas my work now really gets to the root of what's causing physical ailments, as well as mental, as well as anything happening in our lives. And really looking at that holistic picture, that's more of a feminine way of approaching things. And in terms of the nuances between masculine and feminine, we can continue by saying focus is masculine and multitasking is feminine. And the way we operate in everyday life is often more 
geared to be masculine. And that's kind of what's socially acceptable at the moment. And so many of us women are awakening more of our feminine and showing that it's also okay to have time to do nothing and have time to just relax and have time to just sit and be or dance and create. And from an unstructured place and not with necessarily needing a goal. And this kind of like goal-oriented behavior is very masculine. Whereas living in the flow of life and being present in the moment is more of a feminine way of being. It's just meeting the moment, meeting every moment and being okay in the unknown. Whereas with the masculine, making a plan is often very much desired. And the thing is when women are in a trauma space or reacting from a place of trauma, they want to know the plan because they're having a hard time trusting and innate to women is trusting innate to, I shouldn't say women, but the feminine innate to the feminine is trusting innate to the feminine is being okay in the unknown. Whereas when women start to become, and I'm saying women because usually, and I'll just, I'll shift into that now because we're kind of talking about the, the wounds of the feminine and there are wounds between the masculine and the feminine. And, and I feel part of my mission is the healing of the man woman relationship and really being a force for the creation of divine union and the healing of the man woman relationship is a part of my mission. And that's why I'm having podcasts like this so that you could become self-aware of how you're being in your relationship. And what has happened too is that because of fear and historical and karmic things that have happened between men and women, like in war and in time of um, certain things happening, like the atrocities that have happened between the two. And so there can be this generational lack of trust in each, you know, the masculine towards the feminine, the feminine towards the masculine, because of some of these atrocities that have happened. And it is our work that we're healing generational karma. We're healing the things that have happened to our ancestors so we can come into greater trust. So as a feminine being who feels most nourished in her feminine, I have had so many initiations around trust and I share my Ascension Code in trust and I have my Ultimate Woman program as well. The Ultimate Woman program is really supportive for women who are looking to embody more of their feminine. And the journey to the beloved relationship is really of operating even more feminine in your romantic Eros relationship. And so much of this work that I've done and shared over the years has really been with an ultimate goal of having women feel more nourished in their body. And that happens when we are most operating in our feminine energy, our feminine energy, because when we have operated in the space of being more masculine, it has been from a protective mechanism. We're doing it to protect ourselves. And really it's time to let go of the suffering and let go of the parts of us that don't trust. And, and when we don't trust, we act mothering, we act controlling and even manipulative. And these are the wounds of the, the feminine. And just like the masculine has its wounds and by being overpowering and over controlling as well, 
But then the flip side, where men have lost a lot of their masculinity and they are not in their purpose and not in their mission. And, And that's when we see like there's that image of like the man sitting on the couch, drinking beers, watching TV, like allowing his life to be wasted away passively. And this comes from masculine guilt and shame that has accumulated over the years that it robs life force. And then uh, there's like less of self-esteem and confidence to fulfill one's mission and purpose. And so masculine and feminine aspects are both dealing with, we could call out their demons or their shadows or their wounds and their traumas. And we're really here to hold space for each other. Like us women, we're here to hold space for men and men are here to hold space for women. And part of it is just the awareness. And so the moment, if you're a a woman, a feminine woman that wants to be in the feminine pole of the relationship where you surrender to your man and your man takes the lead and your man makes the plans, it requires you to surrender and trust first. And it requires you not to mother and not to push the plans. and, and I've seen so many women go through this because they want to know the plans. They want to know what's the situation. And, and you can lose out on great men and great opportunities for relationship because you just want to know everything right now and you want to control everything. And it's, it's a shame because I see these women who are such a catch. And I used to be one of them. <laughs> and that's how I know. It's like, you're such a catch. Like, you're successful. You're beautiful. You're driven. Uh, you're loving, you have so much love to give, but then when it comes to being in the face of the masculine, you resort to these behaviors that have what you thought have kept you safe for so long. And in the end, it inhibits connection because there can't be two alphas in the relationship. And you so deeply want the man to step up to the plate, but if there's no space that's given to the man to step up to the plate, then how can he step up? And then vice versa, where men have felt, well, I don't do anything right. I'm always criticized. And then they don't even bother trying because they feel like they can't do it right. So they might as well just give up. And then they, and then it's been found and even said, and I've had men share it, like male clients share it. And I've had female clients share it, that they've had this experience where it almost becomes like, um, like if a woman, like if a woman's too difficult, it's not worth it. Like I'm too complicated and then no one gives anything a try. And, and this we want to really dissolve and, and we want women to really start to surrender. And we also really want men to feel safe enough to take the lead and know that however they do it, it's going to be received by the woman in gratitude. And, and that's the thing is I feel that people women, for example, expect men to be like them. And I know even for my personal relationship, I know that even, you know, how he would do the dishes. I'm like, why are you doing the dishes like that? You know? And it's like, who cares? He does the dishes his way. And I had to see all these places where I had expectations and I criticized, whereas he is like a perfectly capable grown man who has lived a domesticated life and knows how to do the dishes and cook and takes excellent care of me when I let him. And, and that's the thing. It's, it's really about allowance. That dance between the masculine and feminine is really an allowance. And, and it's interesting that like 
the dance between the masculine and feminine, there's fears on both sides. Like over time, I've observed where like even men have fears that women will cheat on them because for so long, traditionally, it was thought like, oh yeah, men are the ones who cheat, but really like women do too. And men have these fears. Men have a fear that they're not good enough. And that comes from the highest. And of course we, we should have high standards, of course, but what we have to be careful of as women is not to confuse a high standard with you want it done your way and your way is the only way. This is a big thing. And also men don't want to be controlled. So if the part of you that comes out and starts acting like a mother, like they want a lover, not a mother. And these are behaviors that we have picked up over time because when we're in control, we feel safe and we know we can get it done. But healing the man-woman relationship and coming to be in partnership is really about co-creating life together, allowing space for people to be themselves and allowing ourselves to be met. And it might not be exactly the way we think. And I feel that men with the fear that has come up, like even fear of rejection, I know is a big one for men. And I can't tell you like how many women clients I know that have been single. And even myself, when I was single, how much I wish that more men would have approached me. And there's a beautiful way to do it. It doesn't have to be like sleazy or like overly um, aggressive or assertive, but there's a way to be, to just like start a conversation, start a conversation when you're in the grocery store and you meet some someone, start a conversation if you go to a friend's gathering, like better to go and see what could be than to not try it all. And because most of us women want to be in the feminine pole of the relationship, we really are waiting for you. And now we're not waiting. It's, and we're more of creating space and allowing um, and ready for you to make the first move and for you to be the pursuer and the one who asks us to go on the date. And, and by you taking that lead, that also helps us to surrender even more. And um, one beautiful, I wouldn't call it a trick, but one beautiful practice is is you could inform women and this helps them to be in the unknown even better. So for example, if there were plans, not asking her, what do you want to do? You can just say, we're going to go to dinner at this great restaurant. You can dress like this and, and ladies also allowing the man to lead and, and not to criticize his attempts at, um, at his leadership his attempts at his leadership. So if he chooses a place or whatever, and, and there's really a nuance of how you communicate. Like when, like if you say, let's do this to a guy, it's like you're ordering him around and telling him what to do. That's like a masculine direction and that's masculine energy. Whereas if you share how you feel, that's very feminine, which is like, I'm hungry versus let's go eat. Like let's go eat is masculine. I am hungry is the feminine way. And it's not games because I know that for a long time I thought like, oh, I don't want to play games. I just want to be myself. And, um, and what I've just observed is how we communicate with men opens them up in a beautiful way. And we're so powerful as women that we could create Kings from our men or frogs. And, 
it's sad because I think that over time, like if we stay in that nagging energy or the criticizing energy or that your way is the best way energy or argumentative energy or mothering energy, all of this like breaks down a man. And whereas if we're in appreciation and we're in love and we're in gratitude and we're in the mode of sharing our feelings and sharing what excites us and inspires us without telling anyone what to do or what we want, um, but just by sharing what inspires us, like it's clear. Or even if we say like, I would love to try that restaurant, like I've heard great things about it. And then he knows at some point to try that restaurant. Um, and I think what it, cause what that kind of communication does is it, it creates space, creates spaciousness to be, for you to be met in the way that you want to be met. And so really be mindful. Um, and also, and, and this, this podcast is for men and women. So men, you're kind of getting a backstage pass to how women, um, what we're dealing with, right. <laughs> um, in terms of operating in our highest feminine energy and, and the ways that we, resort to, to feel safe to, and generally that's to take control. And then men, this is also that invitation for you to really step up as the leader and make the plans because that's really what we're desiring. We really just want you to show up and take care of us and take us to dinner and, and, or make us make plans, like try something new, create a date night without us having to say to you like, okay, let's have a date night once a week and, and create that as the standard of the relationship. Whereas if you just took charge of these little things, um, it really, it really means the world to, to us and it helps us to soften and surrender. And even when it comes to the bedroom, like technically, like in the traditional roles, it is the masculine, the male that is more of the aggressor, not the aggressor, but like the one who initiates and the one who, um, and of course, women can also, but it does shift the energetics. Like the moment the woman initiates, that's automatically a penetrating energy. So, so finding that way, like women, the way you can, there's a softer way to initiate, whether it's through kissing or, um, you know, like there's a flirty energy that you can share and, and same thing with men believe it or not, like women want to be engaging way more. So it's actually not true. Like, oh yeah, men want it more than women. That's, that's actually not true. I've had actually a lot of clients and especially if your woman is someone who operates in her masculine a lot, she actually probably wants to be ravished by you even more. And I have found that women who are more operating in their feminine energy every day and are regularly, um, penetrated by the masculine or initiated towards by the masculine, they tend to be more surrendered naturally. And what's interesting is because it's a science, if you are more surrendered, you are polarizing the masculine to penetrate you. So it's like chicken or the egg. Like if you want the result, you become what you want to experience. So if you want to be the soft, surrendered, trusting feminine, soften, trust, and surrender even before you have a reason to. Because as social mammals, we are mirroring to each other and we are polarizing each other's energy. So you be that surrendered. And when I've worked with couples before and they've been 
really challenged by masculine and feminine dynamics where they're like, yeah, I always have to tell them what to do or I have to clean up the house or I'm the one that has to make the plans. What I've observed is if you go so feminine, like I remember this one couple, I think she kept feeling like she was the one that was initiating dinner and dinner plans and she just wanted, she didn't want to have to be his mother anymore. And I said to her, I was like, well, what you do then is you go to the couch and like a damsel in distress and you make art of it. It's an art form. You say, oh, I'm so hungry. And you can even like put your hand on your forehead and I'm so hungry. What are we going to eat? Right? Like you don't make the food plans. You don't go and cook. You go and you share what you're feeling and you do it with art and you do it even like so surrendered. And this helps our men step up to the plate because we're not taking up all the space with our plans. So if you want to have plans presented to you, don't make the plans. If you want to feel that you can trust your man even more, trust him first and let him know, I trust you. And this polarizes him to be more trustworthy. And men, I, you know, I, I share from this dynamic because this is the most common that I have couples come to me. It's rare that I've had couples come where like the man was being too masculine because that is the traditional role. And when that's happening, there's the couples don't feel like there's a deficit in the relationship or there's never been an issue. I've never had like couples come to me and like the woman's being too feminine. Like that's never been a chief complaint. The chief complaint I've heard, which makes sense because of the patriarchal masculine society we've lived in is that women have gone too far into the masculine pole. They start showing up like mothers and bosses and trying to be the boss and wear the pants in the relationship. They complain that their man's not doing enough around the house or in the partnership or romantically, and that the man has then been polarized more into his feminine. And this would then result in him taking less action because action is a masculine trait. And so because those roles have been reversed, now this actually has nothing to do with um, how much money people make or anything, anything like that. Because I believe that the women now are more and more becoming bread, the breadwinner and making more money than their men. And that's totally okay. Um, what happens, it's like in the bedroom, it's on date night, it's in the places where you're being the couple, um, in your interactions that matters if you're being masculine or feminine, not in terms of how much money you make. That has nothing to do with anything. We're actually seeing a lot of role reversals where like the men are even staying home and taking care of the cooking and the cleaning. And that's still being a provider because you're providing the home to be a beautiful space. You're providing the food by making it. So it's really about men shifting into a provider energy no matter what you're providing, whether it's money or whether it's food or whether it's a clean house, like you're providing, or if you're providing more comfort for your woman. And like, even in my partnership, like he'll set up like my whole podcast setup and he'll do things to provide me with more comfort. And at different times, depending on whose schedule's busier, one of us will take the lead with certain things like cooking or et cetera. And and so that doesn't matter who's doing those things. 
It's more about like how you're operating in masculine feminine energy. The moment I get into criticizing or telling him to do anything like that kills the polarity. It kills the passion in the relationship. So this is just a taste of like masculine and feminine dynamics. And there's ways to go deeper. There's, there's ways for us to even look at how much we're operating in our masculine and feminine. And we're going to go into that in the bonus content of this podcast episode. I'm going to guide you through a process for you to kind of gauge a barometer of like where you're operating from. And then also for you to decide how much in your masculine and feminine you want to be operating from. And so what happens is when we shift that at the energetic level, it then shifts how we show up in relationship and then how our partners receive us. Or if you're dating and you want to call in a partner, it could give you information in terms of how much you're operating in your masculine or feminine, and then you can make the correct adjustments. So then you can be attracting in the kind of polarity partner that you really feel called to and feel attracted to. So with that, thank you for tuning in to this episode. And if you have any questions on 11 relationships or any of these topics, definitely reach out to me as I will be sharing more and more on these topics. And so with that, I send you so much love and I will see you inside the bonus content and for the next episode. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Dr. Nikki Star Show. Please like this podcast and share it with anyone you feel would benefit. Subscribe to the podcast to receive bonus content. And remember, every Monday, the video version goes live on my YouTube channel. Thank you so much for being on the Ascension Path with me and for doing this great work.